This is Porter Block. I'm a New York-based musician, and I also am a huge music fan. This podcast explores music from every angle, and I'll be talking to people who've made the business of music the focus of their life. Welcome to In a State. Miko is an extraordinary singer-songwriter, and I had the good fortune to sit down with her at the offices of Relix Magazine in New York City. She's a very kinky girl. You have a new cover record out, and I guess I wanted to ask you, you're a very accomplished songwriter. You write very personal songs. And so I was thinking, why would, why a cover record now? And then I saw Super Freak online. I guess I saw a performance of it, which was really um, knocked me out. She likes the boys in the band She says that I'm favorite Well, I've always wanted to make a covers album since high school. I mean, these are songs that, a lot of these songs I learned on guitar for the first time, and um, a lot of the songs I was inter- introduced to by my older sister, who was in the know. She was five years old. She's five years older than me, so she had a job at the mall. And she would always come home with really good CDs. And I had I got a disc man for my birthday, and I would just raid her um, CDs and listen to all kinds of different stuff. And I got introduced to so many good music, so many good records. And so I've always had these songs that just follow me throughout my life. And um, that was such a long time ago that I I first heard of of these songs. And so I thought it would be cool to make a record of all my favorite songs. Like I was going to call it high school covers because this was like the soundtrack of my high school, my high school years. She's super freaky, yeah. I wanted to talk about something that you said about how, and this is a, a song you wrote real, real sweet, which I pulled out right away. And I thought, I think is an incredible song about using your songwriting skills and your kind of the mojo as a singer-songwriter to sort of get at someone uh, in in the case of that song as a as a tool of communication. I, I was fascinated by that. Can you talk about that? Uh, you know, the way you write songs and that letter writing approach because I think songwriters might be f- interested in that. Um, well, I mean, I grew up keeping a journal since I was ten, and I'm so used to using that writing as like a way of just getting um, over things. And I've always felt like writing songs to people or about people really just helps me move on, especially like bad situations or, you know, crappy encounters with people to make something good out of something bad. You don't know who you're dealing with, do you? There are a bunch of songs I was going to talk about your um, your triangle songs uh, or the... The relationship songs. <laughs> okay, where I'm like, I've never written a song about triangles. <laughs> I all of my songs are about me. That's that's the truth. <laughs> so, you know, we can talk about how you launched your career, MySpace, and all that. Do you think that your fan base is more connected to you because of that? Yes, definitely. I feel like songwriting is a way. And songwriting, performing, connecting with fans is a way to... Well, I mean, obviously songwriting helps me. That's why I do it. I'm not doing it to help anyone else. And, and I'm glad that it is helping other people. But I have found that the connection comes from people are relating to what I'm coming from, where I'm coming from, and it helps them 
get over their things because they might not be songwriters. They might not know how to to use this tool as as, um, as I'm using it by just like helping to get over certain situations. That's a really high honor, I think, to be able to help people get through things. Any formal training, you know, that alto of your, I mean, what, or did you just one day figure out that you could sing? Well, um, both of my parents are, are closet singers. I mean, like, uh, I, I grew up with my dad playing guitar on the back porch and singing songs that he had written, and um, my mom is a, a singer-songwriter. Even though I was raised by my dad, like, I, my mom sang a lot for me when I was really little, and um, they say you never forget the, the tone of your mother's voice. And uh, so I think that's kind of stuck with me. I think I sound a little like her. Um, and that's what I attribute my my voice to. But I did, um, the, I started working with this really huge dude producer, um, Dallas Austin, um, who did like TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool, and um, Boys to Men, and some outcast stuff. And um, I got introduced to him in Atlanta. And I was working with him a little bit, and he put me with a vocal coach for maybe a couple months. And I learned a lot about just breathing and um, doing warm-ups before you go on stage. And um, so I guess I did get some formal training after the fact. When you play live to control the dynamics of the situation. Yeah, um, it's a dance uh, when you sing and play guitar. You ha- like, you know, if I want to get words clearly out and almost like try to I don't know shoot them like arrows and I mean that's so poetic but like you can you can lighten the way you play guitar in certain on certain phrases that you want people to really pay attention to and um, yeah I mean my dad plays guitar and uh, I learned how to play from him he's kind of like a um, he's not really like a a great guitar teacher he would just be like he didn't have a lot of time for sitting down with me and playing guitar but he would like show me a few chords and be like okay now you go practice um and so I think he noticed that I was really into it when I would come back with a song and I would just every new chord I would learn I would write a new song from it and um and that's when he knew that he could take me seriously electronic music is something that you're interested in it's obvious uh, and it's now crept into your music. I've always loved electronic music. I listened to a lot of Portishead as a high schooler, and um, and I got really into Aphex Twin, which I don't know. <laughs> He's like very experimental electronic, um, and I always enjoyed the. I mean, Aphex Twin isn't. There's not a lot of vocals on his stuff, but I just loved. I loved the electronic element, and and. For so long, I was like, I want to make a record with a lot of beats, and and I think it would be so cool for like a pretty girl voice to be on like some cool like dirty beats. Part of my kicks come from remixes. If I'm not actually producing the music where I'm singing on top of beats, like I can make these records with you know singer songwritery guitar stuff, and then hand it over to a, a DJ or producer that's going to chop it up.
launched your career with MySpace. You've been on labels. You've done it independently as well. Are you sick of label people? As my A&R guys in the room. <laughs> um, for my own stuff, I personally prefer to put it out independently by myself because then I'm able, I'm held accountable to my, uh, everything that happens, my own choices, my artwork, my, the way the songs are recorded, the songs that are recorded, you know, like I've been with labels where I turn in my 20 songs of, of, you know, songs that I want to record and they write back like, we don't see, we don't hear a hit, can you, and then they put you on this like writing cattle call where you're writing with all these very interesting personalities every day you're meeting with someone and, and some people are really amazing but um i had dan wilson on and he's, oh, he's a great songwriter with him. and i heard you say once that sometimes yeah it's hard to kind of collaborate with someone when you met them for the first time so it's all about sort of opening lines or are those songs sort of less are they as important to you as or is it yours that you keep i have an interesting uh opinion about that and that's only a personal opinion but I do prefer songs that I have written myself and I am proud of songs that I've written myself and there's something about putting out a record for me and to have it say all songs written by Miko that just makes me feel like the project is comes totally from me that's against the whole Nashville thing where I just came from where it's like co-writing is like you know you make a better song when you co-write and I'll write for other people I'll write with other people all day long for their stuff or somebody else's stuff, but for my stuff, I just want to—I want it to be from me. In a state. Tell me about LA and and that whole part of your life. Um. Well, I lived. I moved to LA almost out of high school. I moved there with my sister, and um, I had broken up with my boyfriend, and I was like changing my life, got my hair cut, and start. You know, I was like, I'm going to try to like just do step out of my comfort zone so I started to force myself out every Monday night to play this open mic night that they do in LA and um I guess through that yeah I just started getting comfortable and I had major stage fright that I had to work on and um and that was uh like therapy for me and I got to a point where I was playing shows and I got introduced to the Hotel Cafe because um, I was looking to make a record and um, I heard about this producer that was the sound guy at the Hotel Cafe and I went there to check it out and it w this whole new world opened up for me. I started making a record with the sound, two of the sound guys there, Will and Al. And, um, that was your, end up being your first record? That was my first record. When I first met you, I knew you were the one. So you took me home and I met her She had your boxers on And she was listening to your song And I thought right then that you had Yeah, the Hotel Cafe was just a really cool time for me because I was, I mean, really just making music for the first time, like recording songs for the first time and getting comfortable with a studio environment. And, um, you know, afterwards we would go and... Get, you know, jump on stage and sometimes they would open late and let us jam on stage and I remember just sitting on the floor of that room and just passing a guitar around like at four in the morning. It was just a really, really special time and um, and also during that time I was, I was bartending and waiting tables and this hustle that didn't feel like a hustle, it just felt natural. Benny Big 
difference, L.A. versus Nashville? Huge, huge. Um, I'd say the biggest difference was I was in a circle of friends in L.A. I had a set a set lifestyle there. I would go to the hotel cafe. It was B. I would know everyone there, and I would have... It was just awesome. I felt really comfortable. And then when I moved to Nashville, I was a fish out of water, and it was kind of an old boys club there. And although I love Nashville so much, and there's so much talent there, it's very hard to get in. Just tell me about the vicissitudes of being a mom. That's a very large word. I'm sorry. Uh, that was nice, though. I have no the, idea All what of the means. details of life about <laughs> okay. doing what you're doing and also trying to, you know, raise a child and do all the normal things that people do. I am going to play some uh, some shows. You can kind of write your own ticket on this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, for for this record, I'll be I'll be playing L.A. I've done New York. I'm doing Chicago. It's just kind of safe to do it that way because then it's like I know I have fans in these places. I know they're excited to hear the new music instead of trying to like build a fan base. It's, why you go to some smaller towns to play and you play for 10, 15 people. Um, but it's uh, motherhood has definitely made me more um, organized with my time because uh, otherwise I'd be like, oh, wake up at one. What am I going to do today? Oh, maybe I'll have a Bloody Mary and just walk or, you know, like now I'm like, okay, 730, get up. So I'm about to move to Hamburg, Germany. And Hamburg's a fabulous city. Tell me about your international experience. I have done some tours internationally. I've done, I mean, played in a lot of different places, you know, Japan, Australia. Right. So but Japan, you, you've regularly toured, right? I, mean, I, I regularly toured. I haven't been there in a few years. But um, the idea of moving to Hamburg is just um, to try something new and... Um, and yeah, I would love to tap into the German market. And um, I know that they really appreciate singer-songwriters and acoustic music. And yeah, it's just the next phase. Last night, did you play with the band, or were you? Last night, I played solo. Which do you prefer? I prefer solo. I mean, if I were playing a festival, maybe I'd want my band. I love my band. I mean, I have like guys that I play with sometimes. Sometimes with shows when you're just traveling around and. I'm playing like these intimate shows. It's just better to right, simpler and easier. Keep it easy, and I like telling stories. And did you curse last night? I Were did, you? and there was a kid in the audience. When I was little, my dad, when I was like 11, he told me that I could say shit, damn, and hell, but any other words were really bad. And so I was like, okay, cool, shit probably put my dad in, in bad light but he said that um yeah that those were those were like the acceptable cuss words and anything more was really bad so on stage i tried to limit it to shit damn and hell there's something really arresting about her voice and she totally inhabits everything that she sings i want to thank her for coming by in a state I want to remind you that you can listen to my music, Porter Block, on any streaming service you desire. And if you're listening to this, you're in a state. In a state.